obviously no one's mental health has been particularly great over lockdown, least of all young people. Um, and obviously one of the things that I've found personally uh, that's helped me is scouting. It's been, you, 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 you said it's been weird, but I suppose it's been uh, even more weird for certainly people um, going from year six to seven and those leaving secondary school to sixth one. Because that, that's a big, big step in itself and that's, that can be very new just going to the education. So I suppose it's uh, even, even more, well not fresh, but it's uh, it's only going to be even weirder, as you said, because of all these restrictions and rules. Because when I was at secondary, I did a lot of work in the library after school, and I found it a lot easier to do my work there because I wasn't distracted by my phone or my computer or whatever. And it was just, you know, a lot easier to concentrate. So I thought it was going to be really hard having to do all my homework at home in my room now. But it hasn't been that bad, and I think it might be better for me, really because then it's easier to get into the habit of doing work in my house. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Brightening Barra. Today we're going to be talking to Liam, who's going to tell us about scouting and college and how this can help with your mental wellbeing. Liam. Hey, so hi guys. Um, okay, so um, obviously no one's mental health has been particularly great over lockdown least of all young people um, and obviously one of the things that I've found personally uh, that's helped me is scouting so just by doing those little bits you know uh, getting involved with the online zoom meetings uh, the very few face-to-face -face meetings that kind of thing now we all know that the coronavirus pandemic has been really difficult on our young people one of the things that we found particularly great for them is giving them things to do challenges tasks opportunities to speak to each other so for example the other week um, we actually held our first uh, virtual meeting and this was massive for the Cubs, you know. We only got a few joined, obviously, because it was only the first time, but straight away they engaged, they loved seeing each other, you know, they couldn't wait to tell each other about what they've been up to over lockdown, couldn't wait to tell us about what they've been up to over lockdown. And although we only did simple games like Hangman and a little bit of scavenger hunt and, and you know, a bit of a quiz, they absolutely loved it and we've already got plans um, next week to do like cake and a mug and that kind of thing. So it's really, really clear there that scouting has massively impacted, that one session has massively impacted their mood for the day and possibly their mental health for that week as well. So it's really kind of important not to underestimate things such as scouting and clubs and, and activities going on as well. And that's true when you look at it in scouting terms and both also in education as well. So from a college perspective, we're really keen to get the student union, our clubs and societies back up and running because it gives students something to look forward to and something to do. And ultimately that is, again, massive for their mental health. That aspect of socialising with other people, other like-minded people, can do absolute wonders for them. Um, and the student union at our college has actually released a new welfare resource designed to kind of aid this. It's called the Lockdown Hub website. It's lockdown-hub.com. And it's kind of full of amazing tips, tricks, games, um, new skills, that kind of thing, welfare resources to kind of keep people, uh, well, just try and help people improve their own mental health and that kind of thing, look after themselves during lockdown. So I really think it's not, it's important to not underestimate anything like this. You mentioned uh, that you'd uh, done your first virtual meeting uh, with clubs this week. What sort yeah. of things are you hoping to do? You said what you started with and what you were looking into doing. How far do you imagine that you can 
uh, take this what sort of things could could you do does the uh, virtual meetings open up more possibilities or does it uh, restrict it so well it's i think it's important to mention that um we're starting to go back to face to face so it's it's not about kind of opening up more possibilities it's about opening up different possibilities so we're still doing the face-to-face -face stuff we're still socially distant walks and activities getting the cubs to see each other in person but the zoomings give us a chance to really interact with our cubs on a very kind of basic level just in between these meetings so it won't be that some of them will be shielding some of them will be self-isolating but it's going to just join the zoom call and interact with each other is obviously it's massive for them it does offer a wide range of things we can do at home as well so things that we've not been able to do previously so uh, one example is um home help badge now obviously this is a very difficult to do at cubs because there's absolutely no proof that the cubs have yeah. done any help around the home at all but if we get our cubs doing a cooking challenge with us and then we we help like you know show them how to wash up over zoom and we can see them washing up after the cooking challenge that's obviously masses of evidence towards their home help badge so in a way it does open up new uh, new opportunities but obviously it, it does restrict some of the more traditional scouting opportunities such as outdoors and adventure so after the um, pandemic ends that the lockdown restrictions are uh, released which is inevitable no matter how long that takes um, it could be well into next year it could start it could be even further do you think that you would continue to sort of do virtual meetings as a different experience you mentioned with the home help badge? Um, would this be another way to involve people who aren't, who for whatever reason can't get to uh, scout for might be ill or something? Is, is this something that you would look into doing um, even when we're getting back to face-to-face -to -face meetings permanently? Yeah, I think what you've done there is raised an interesting point because when we go back to face-to-face, -to -face, I think that is it, it will be on a weekly basis it'll be face to face but i think there's a lot of potential there to meet up with other groups virtually and even groups abroad so there's no reason why we can't use technology and use zoom now that we're all kind of getting more comfortable with it to meet up with a group in france or to become pen pals with a group in south africa so it does open up new and unique opportunities that can be explored further when we're back to face to face but in terms of the day-to-day -day kind of week-to-week -week delivery of scouting I think that Zoom will probably take a bit of a backseat in terms of meetings. But yeah, it's interesting. Obviously, every group will do it differently. They're just my thoughts on it. You know, you might get some, some leaders hate Zoom meetings, some leaders absolutely love them. Yeah. So obviously, it's, it's going to be different for each group. I have been home from school uh, for like three days, and I've been going in doing school lessons on Zoom. I'm not on Zoom, on like Teams and stuff. So I've mm. been able to like, obviously not be in the lesson, but yeah. I can still learn all the stuff from home. So it's quite like a good way of doing things. I know that my computer science teacher has been doing that sort of thing for a long time because mm. you can record the lesson and then put it on so that other students can then download the lesson and listen to it again if they need help with the homework or anything. Yeah. So it's like a good idea to do this maybe in the future as well if there's like benefits there is benefits and yeah right, you said there were uh, benefits this what, what 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 sort of benefits are there and is it uh, again like uh, with the scout meetings occasionally some of that is missing restricting is virtual teaching is that restricting because you can't have sort of that one-to-one -one that occasionally you can get if you've uh, really 
can you just like make it easier if you have any experience with this well i think in terms of what you said about zoom there uh, about is it beneficial or not i think the thing is about virtual delivery of anything is it's not necessarily beneficial one form or another i think it offers different benefits and different challenges like Maisie said, the Zoom lessons can be recorded, put on for the students to use any time. And that obviously is a great way to revise because if you've got the lessons there, you can rewatch the lessons are the ones that benefit you most anyways. Um, and it's also more flexible there for the students because then it allows them to say they can't make a lesson for some reason. And they've obviously still got that catch up of the, of the lesson being there as opposed to traditionally just copying work or filling out a worksheet. Um, but obviously you do get that missing kind of element of um, face-to-face -face with the tutor of having that uh, easy, much easier ability to ask questions and get a response in real time. And then, of course, there's always the issue of that not everyone's as comfortable with technology. <laughs> yeah. So whilst computer science tutors, you'd probably say if they're probably going to know how to use Zoom, and um, it probably won't be the same with, with every tutor in the college. <laughs> no. So obviously this, the uh, pandemic has forced us to um, look, look to new technologies uh, like Zoom, like Teams and the other um, virtual meeting platforms. You said that uh, it, for scouting definitely it's um, a, a new opportunity when we uh, get back to um, normal scouting to uh, do meet meetings or, or something with uh, groups around the world because obviously scouting is around the world. Is this, go, how long do no, no, I'm saying. Can this also be uh, Im implemented in te in uh, teaching? I think so. Al already, because they've had to, teachers are pre-recording lessons. Uh, they're recording the lessons they're doing anyway. Uh, so for physics, all of our lessons are videos, and we just go in the classroom to do the, uh, the questions and uh, ask our tutor anything. Is do you think that would be a good way to go forward? Sort of doing that anyway, that becomes sort of a new practice for uh, skills and nursing forms and education services. I can see the appeal of schools wanting to do that, um, because obviously it offers them a lot more kind of efficiency with the tutors. If the tutors aren't delivering lessons, they can be spent more time working with classes, so they can have a greater number of classes on the go. So I can honestly see the efficiency in schools doing that. But I think that long-term delivery of lessons online as basically YouTube videos is going to be more detrimental to students learning than anything else. Because a year ago, if I'd have told you that I'd learned my A-level physics off watching YouTube videos, you'd have told me I was probably going to fail. Yeah. Whereas now we're telling students that they need to learn their A-levels, their A-level physics and, and all this kind of thing through videos and then have time going into the classes to do questions. So... I think at the minute it's about balancing expectations, but I think long term we need to get students back in the classroom because we need to get them face to face with the tutor because it's more than just kind of having that chance to ask questions. It, it, it's that if I don't understand it, it allows them there and then to explain it using a different method, to explain it using a variety of media as well. So it might be that if I said I didn't understand the first way he explained it, he tried it a different way. And then if I didn't understand it, then the tutor might go get out a quick experiment to do to explain it further and obviously you miss all that on, on video because they'll just have to assume that you've understood it the first time around. Yes, yeah, so in the in, in the short term it's very useful but if uh, long term it, it's it's not going to be it's not going to work at all. No that, that's my opinion anyways.
Maisie, what, what, think, what do you think? I think that you can, you can, like my teacher said that it's really useful to learn things before we go into class. So I think that's maybe one of the things that might kind of carry on after everything's over because we can watch like a video before we go into class and then I've already like learned some of the information and then when we go into the lesson it's just like um, solidifying that knowledge rather than learning it and uh, I know that some of the teachers have been doing that at college and I think it's really been quite good and it's like been a lot easier to learn things because you're not using all the lesson time uh, on teaching things and it's more if you don't understand it obviously then the teacher can teach you it again but a lot of the time you do understand it the first time and it's a lot of lesson time is spent on just like relearning things that you already kind of know so if you already know something before you go into the lesson a lot of lesson time is spent on like doing questions and doing like seeing past papers and stuff like that which I think is a lot more useful than just learning it the first time so maybe that's something that could be used again after well still used after uh, lockdowns over in uh, chemistry um, right uh, so I'll start, I'll start that again my computer made a lot noise uh, in chemistry our teacher gives us um, an, an information sheet to uh, read pre before the lesson, pre-lesson, that, that, that's usually sent virtually. So if they were to say record a short video or uh, equally uh, just a text file or something like that of what you're going to do the lesson before you do the lesson, uh, and, and equally uh, you could probably do this for um, scouting, so if you were to do uh, say the electronics badge, if you were to put out to all the scouts or the club or whatever, uh, this is what we're doing, if you look at this or do this small activity, it will help you get the badge. Is would that be a good way to go? Sort of combining what we've learnt in, in the lockdown with with how we're going to do it. So overall, uh, it works better for someone who's learning, uh, whether that either be life skills in scouting or uh, in education. Obviously, again, again at the minute, this is all uh, virtual. But when we get back to face-to-face -face, face -face meetings, uh, and that's a regular thing. Where where could you do it in? Just just sort of the local area. Uh, Give us an idea of where you could do uh, a, a uh, scouting, so Beavers Club Scouts, or something similar to uh, to that. Um, where 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 could I go if I'm looking to uh, start? Yeah. So obviously, the uh, in terms of. Uh, gathering outside of scouting it's departure restrictions are currently six people from two households uh, in terms of within scouting this because we're considered the youth sector which is a, an essential service the restrictions are 15 young people and five leaders as well so there's a big difference between those two there um, scouting is of course allowed now inside and outside uh, so in, in theory um, Anywhere, any of the scout halls or any of the community halls where scouting usually takes place could act as venues for scout meetings. Um, obviously, like I say, this depends on the group and the risk assessment they put forward and that kind of thing. Um, outdoor scouting is much more common at the minute because um, there's less of a risk assessment for that one needed. So like I know, for example, my group, we're looking at possibly the Barrow Six Farm fields to do scouting. 
Um, I do also think that Erswick campsite would be an ideal place for scout meetings to, to take place as well, but I'm not sure where the scout groups are. Uh, in terms of finding scout groups and kind of getting in contact in terms of meeting and that kind of thing, you can go on the uh, National Scout website and kind of like do a, a group locator and it should have local um, local groups on there as well. Or if in doubt at all, you can always contact, contact the district. They'll be able to point you into a, to a right, the right direction to a group. Uh, if you're looking for these links, uh, don't worry, they'll uh, all be in the description below so you can uh, follow those if you'd like to look after doing scouting. Before and uh, after the uh, lockdown, uh, can we just talk about for a moment about what scouting actually is? So what is it? Why, why is it useful? What, what sort of things uh, do you get up to? Uh, the question to both of you because amazing you were in the guide, was it? Yeah. So what, what, yes. So, what, what sort of things uh, can you expect to do? Why? Why is it so beneficial? It, it is, and that's proven uh, through the pe people that have done it, and em employers look for it. But why? What? Why is that such a beneficial thing to do? Well, our guides, we do um, lots of different things. Uh, it's a lot of teamwork. Um, doing like crafts and stuff but it's all about like really it's about getting all the badges and all that so we do a lot of um again we do a lot of crafts but we do a lot of like going camping um in the summer we do that pretty much every year and you do like all sorts of stuff but it's really fun so i know from a scouting perspective um kind of why it's so important is that aspect of delivering skills for life for young people so <clears throat> obviously we we do things such as we go camping you know we, we build catapults we you know do all these kind of weird things that you, you don't even find in a scout group kind of thing but what that all builds up to is it's not teaching young people how to build catapults because that's not such a useful life skill nowadays it's about teaching people teamwork you know kind of trying the catapult realizing it doesn't work what can we do you know resilience that kind of thing critical thinking problem solving start teaching these young people all these amazing skills through kind of this this fun vehicle of of, of scouting of scouting activities um, and it is it is massively successful and as you pointed out you know already proven to work and um, i think one of the key roles of scouting after the coronavirus though is going to be about bringing together the community i mean scouting has always had the ability to to, to do this but I think it's going to be even more essential afterwards in a, in a world that's kind of becoming increasingly more divided and, and increasingly more isolated now because of coronavirus something like scouting which has the power to bring people together from not just in the local area but from up and down the country and across the globe that's going to be massively needed uh, in, in a post-coronavirus world and the role of scouting and scout groups individually to get young people together and, and instill these kind of values of, of connectivity and social mobility is critical. So there are. But uh, you can tell I've been on all the seminars. <laughs> <laughs> so there are uh, world scouting events, that there are the uh, jamborees, uh, but these are also done virtually. These have been done virtually for years, uh, Jotty and Jotter. Is, is, yeah. is that going to be more prevalent uh, now that we've had to do uh, virtual scouting anyway? So is, is that going to be more of a thing? Is that, because it's, it's already a very big deal, but is it going to be made uh, 
more, more prominence it is I mean, more often than it is is it going to be more, more people involved where, where do you think that's going to head so I think Jota, uh, Jota and Jota, um I think they're going to become bigger events in their own right because I know this year, you know, with the kind of the virtual jamboree that they had and with the map and everything like that, that was incredible. Um, but I don't think that they're going to replace that element of getting 50,000 young people together in one place. I mean, if you look at the European jamboree in Poland, that's still very much going ahead. As far as I'm aware, the World Scout Jamboree in South Korea, that's still very much going ahead. You know, they're not being cancelled. You know, World Scout moved to Ireland in 2022. So all these big international events, whilst, yeah, they can be replaced in theory digitally, they've got something going for them. When you're there and you're surrounded by 50,000 other young people and you realise quite what a force for change and what an amazing movement this is, it, that can't be replicated digitally. And there's something about that that will always mean that face-to-face -face international events are important and that things like Jota, whilst, like I said, the big in their own right, they'll never match face-to-face -face meetings. Okay, um, we probably should mention what, what actually is, uh, what, 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 what is Jota? What, what is that sort of thing? We probably should uh, yeah. mention what that is briefly. <laughs> so Jota and Jota, Jamboree on the air and Jamboree on the internet. Um, so they're of the virtual Jamborees, you know, give people a chance to interact from across the world, uh, over radio or over the internet as well. So I've, I've attended a couple of them. They've been pretty good, to be fair. Um, but obviously, obviously, I've attended the World Scout Jamboree as well, and that's been it's yeah. all right, amazing. Okay, you both mentioned uh, that in both guides and scouting you go uh, camping. Now, obviously that, that's been very difficult, but I know uh, 17th Barrow, uh, St Barrow's, another local scout group, they managed to do a virtual camp. Um, how, what is camping going to be like, A, now? Like, how practical are these virtual camps? And um, where, where could we go with uh, sort of actually camping? Do we know the rules on that? Or, and uh, so what, what, what do we think about camping now at the minute? And also, uh, where, where, where is it going to go? Are people going to want to go do that again? So from a rules point of view, uh, camping as, as we knew it is scouts and guides won't happen until we get to, to uh, back to normal life. Um, until a vaccine is, is wide, widely available or until we get and very few to zero cases in the country we won't have any kind of, of, of camping allowed by scouting regulations and I imagine that guiding is, is the same and um, so that's really unfortunate um, in terms of camping how it looks like now you, you hit the nail on the head it's virtual camps for, for scouts we're getting our scouts to build dens in the gardens and the living rooms and, and just camp there and it's it's you know it's teaching them skills it's letting them have fun that kind of thing um, yeah, I don't know if anything's anything's different for guides. Uh, don't, I don't think so. I think uh, everything will be off. Um, we have done a lot of. We did. We didn't just do camping. We did like we went to Liverpool once and slept in the cathedral and stuff like that. So I'd imagine that won't be able to happen too. But they might be able to do some sort of trips and stuff, assuming there's no. Um, lockdown regulations in the area or like you know like going places i'd assume would still be able to do if it was a small group so obviously uh the, the pandemic has 
really badly affected things such as uh, scouting and education. Um, with uh, sixth form, obviously that's optional and also scouting that's optional, I mean not everyone's doing it. Has, the, um, has, has this pandemic affected, uh, affected whether people will want to do that sort of thing? Um, is there going to be a drop or has there been a drop in people wanting to do scouting and also going into further education? It's a tough question. Um, I think scouting will see a drop. Um, again, this is purely my own opinion. Scouting probably will see a drop because we've we've not had face-to-face -face meetings and camps and things now, seven, eight months maybe. Um, so I imagine that we'll be lower on numbers than we initially expected. But I think the thing about scouting is that it's always resilient. So even if we do end up with slightly lower numbers, it won't impact scouting. Scouting delivery will still be the same. Um, in terms of college, I can't speak for the numbers joining college because I, I think they're pretty steady. Um, but I know in terms of, in, like, like I said before about student union clubs and societies and that in college, we're finding that we have a higher engagement this year. And I honestly think part of that is down to there's not really a lot else to do and it's all virtually. So they, they, they can join all this stuff from the comfort of their own home, really. They, can't, they don't have to go out to back to college at five o'clock at night to do Dungeons and Dragons Society or anything like that. You know, they can all do it virtually from home. So I really think that's been an interesting turn because I was honestly not expecting engagement to go up, but it has done at college. So, Mosey, uh, you're a student at uh, Sixth Bomb and uh, Liam you do a lot of uh, work there so from from those two different uh, viewpoints uh, what, 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 we what, what do we think about going now, now we've been back for a, a few weeks how has that affected how has that affected you uh, individually? Um, so I've put a bit of normality going back but it's definitely been weird I don't know about you Maisie uh, yeah, it's been very different. <laughs> um, we've had to like start like washing our hands before lessons and we're not allowed to, we have to like swipe us by the door everywhere and class sizes are really small. It's just a bit, yeah, it's a bit weird, but um, I don't think teaching's changed that much. So we're still learning everything that we'd have been learning and all that, but it's just a bit, bit strange. So it's uh, all, all to keep us safe, but I suppose that would uh, make it not worse, but a little bit more difficult to get involved with um, how uh, sort of secondary school and uh, college life is normally um, without, without obviously the restrictions. Yeah, so uh, obviously as, as a college we've done a lot of work on the transition for people coming up. So we've done additional videos and that kind of thing. And all students as well as going through an induction enrollment on the course. Now also go through kind of like a bit of an induction video about kind of college and everything that's changed. Um, the advantage that new students have is that they don't didn't really kind of experience the college life before all this. So they're kind of coming in and not really, don't really have any kind of bad habits or any kind of... Um, habits to, to really depend on there whereas with returning students you know if you've got somebody who frequently hangs out in the student union area at college and all of a sudden told that the student union area is now shut because of coronavirus and um, that's obviously 
you know, they, they, that's the, the new set of challenges for them and, and what they have to do with their free time now. So it's different challenges faced by both, but I completely see your point about it being even more nerve-wracking for people transitioning. Mm. Uh, you, you, you said about the uh, uh, student union and places like that being closed. Um, so, uh, certainly it's uh, embarrassing from probably the other colleges and things. Um, we're being told that uh, unless we can't get home in between uh, lessons, um, that, that, that's, that's the only reason that we can stay in, uh, whereas normally you'd obviously be in a lot more doing a lot of studying. We've been told that it's best to do that at home uh, just because of the restrictions. So things like the uh, library are going to be used less. So what, what, what do the two of you think about that? Is that um, damaging the students in any way? Or is it, are they just going to be as fine, um, maybe better, uh, if they're doing moral studying at home, uh, as well as obviously um, what, what they're doing in class? Well, obviously, again, Maisie, I, I don't really know what you are take on all this is but literally the, the best memories I have of college and the entire reason that made my two years at college amazing was not the, the lessons or the support from the tutors or anything like that which is all good in its own right but it was sat in between lessons at, at the table with, with kind of all my friends and sometimes doing work but I'll be honest most of the time avoiding the work um, and it, it was just kind of having that there, chilling out, you know, sometimes playing cards, sometimes just chatting, uh, all having lunch together. You know, that was really what made my college experience um, and probably what keeps me sane through A-levels. So to have young people going through college and not having that that kind of same safety net or not even being able to go study in the library in, in the free times or in the independent learning area is, is obviously, it's a much different college experience. And I... I I don't envy anybody going through college at the minute and I, obviously I wish it was in better circumstances than we were in college. I know for me with, uh, I was really worried because I thought, so I know to like turn my phone off and all that, I don't have to get into the habit of that when I need to do work at home. So it's already like a habit, so I don't have to worry about it. Um, so it might be better in the long term, but yeah, I, I miss doing my work in library. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'd say I'm, I'm very much the same with that. I would much rather uh, be sat sort of, uh, in a school-like environment so in college, just sat in the library doing work. I'll often, just just because of the way I, I travel to college, because I walk, I'll often get there a little bit early, or um, because I live quite a distance away, I've got this time between two of my lessons on one of those. I, I find that really useful because I can just sort of, sit and get on with something usually uses to get up with my uh, EPQ research because that's more difficult to do at home just because of what I'm doing. So would you have any advice for someone starting a college um, and obviously they've not had this experience of making new friends. Um, occasionally you might be able to talk a little bit to the person next to you although they're not actually that next to you because obviously they're distant from you. Would you have any advice of what to do now and also what, what to do going into next year with the uh, hope that next year it goes back to normal almost uh, and you, you can go in and just sit and study in between your lessons. You'll be in lessons more frequently and uh, you'll, you'll be allowed in college more frequently. Well, the biggest bit of advice I can give from both a student and a staff member perspective, because I've had both, 
is do not wait for the opportunities to, to come seek you out, you know, go and find out what's happening at the college, find out about the student union, about the student reps, the, the socials that are going on, the other clubs, you know, EPQ, all this kind of thing, find out about what's going on. Because if you wait for it to come to you, you you're going to miss out. Whereas if you actively go out of your way, coronavirus or not, to find out what's going on, you might just stumble on an opportunity that completely changes the next year for you. Because, I mean, I know, speaking from perspective, if I hadn't have been forced into being part of the student union by my friends in second year college, uh, I wouldn't have the job I have now. So that's obviously changed things for me massively. So really do go seek out the opportunities. That's my advice. So uh, even with the restriction, there's uh, still, there are still some opportunities, um, like you said, with the student union. Uh, just could you give us a few examples of what sort of thing, what sort of new, not well, not new, but sort of the, the different opportunities that you can? Because you've, uh, you've mentioned that there's a virtual opportunity. Could you just give us a bit of an idea of what what, what exactly you could be doing? Uh, because if you're watching this and you are at college, you might want to know what you can do. And if which I hope not, you're going next year and it, we're still in this situation. What 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 could you start doing or looking into when you get to that point? So uh, Furness College Students Union have partnered with the college and a company called Hello Future to deliver the Lockdown Hub website. So this is kind of like an amazing, uh, amazing new resource that um, really kind of gives you an opportunity to A, complete the challenges and skills and, and possibly even earn vouchers as kind of reward for it. But then also B, it allows you to, if you're interested, get involved and help develop the website further. I mean, this is very flexible. It's very student-based. We want students to be doing a lot of the content, the design work, taking part in the challenges. And there are um, incentives for doing that. We also have the student rep scheme as well, which always runs. And, and obviously the student reps have access to the student union office and the resources the student union has. Uh, again, incentives such as student discount cards, that kind of thing for the reps. Um, and that, fingers crossed, that's going to be a really good scheme this year because we're going to be working with a small core number of reps to really kind of offer them a load of opportunities and get them really involved in kind of what the college does and how decisions are made in the college. Um, we've also, as ever, got the student union officers. These are much bigger posts than the reps, but they have a lot of fun doing it. Like, for example, our activities officer, which is what I was a few years ago, um, organises all the all the socials, all the, the bubble football, the quiz events, and obviously that's all come to a standstill. But there's still a wide range of, of opportunities there for them to organise virtual events, um, a wide range of opportunities for our welfare officers to organise, you know, virtual welfare events and that kind of thing as well. Um, and then the other thing is as well, the student union is pretty flexible. So if you came to myself based in student services and said, I've got an idea for this opportunity or this campaign, or I really want to run this litter pick or this event, um, myself, the student union, student services, we, we will make it happen. We'll work with you to, to make sure that you lead the event. But the way we're offering all the admin support, the risk assessment, the, the funding, the financial side of things, so quite literally at college, the opportunities are endless. And that's like before you even consider the clubs and societies. And the fact the student union offers up to 200 pounds for you to start your own club and society. So it's, it's really, really kind of jam packed with opportunities there. <laughs> so we, so this episode, we've been talking very heavily about uh, further education, so 
college and uh, also scouting. Now, putting aside uh, some college, all the um, extra work, because that is quite a heavy workload, um, is that definitely beneficial for sort of your mental well-being and just your mental health in general? Is that something that's uh, really beneficial um, from both of you? Uh, what would you think? Yeah, I mean, it, it all depends on the person, doesn't it? I mean, if, if you're sat at home worried about um, catching coronavirus, and obviously you've got to ask yourself, is, is going in and doing a lot of extracurricular activities really the thing you want to be doing? But at the same time, if you're, if you're anything like me, you've been sat at home, bored out of your mind for eight, nine months now, you know, your whole life's been put on hold and you just want to get back to doing something scouting and college and all these extracurricular things that college offer you a kind of way to do that so get involved where you can with what you can as as uh, long as you're comfortable uh, that should re really help your mental well-being especially at these times uh, when you haven't been able to so if you can get out and do things do it uh, as, as liam said look for the opportunities don't wait for them to come to you so we now move to the section where we look at the good news stories. Okay, so one of the uh, positive news stories of, of uh, the week is that the shoebox field has started up again in the furnace area uh, for their 2020 campaign. Um, except this time, luckily, it's not just the furnace area that can get involved, but the entire Cumbria. So um, following kind of, well, responses from the north of Cumbria about kind of uh, getting involved as well and how they can donate. They've now set up a donation centre um, in Millen, in Millen Methodist Church. Um, that's along, sitting alongside St Matthew's Community Centre in Barrow, Barrow Women's Community Matters and Nantate Centre, Windsor's World of Shoes in Dalton, Wax Lyrical in Ulverston, uh, Appleseed's Health Store in Ulverston and Fountain St Dental Practice, sorry, Fountain Street Dental Practice. Um, so that's kind of like a, a re really positive new story there as well. If you're also a college student and you wish to take part, uh, the student services in college is a drop-off point. Um, leave that with the student union and we'll be able to donate there as well. So that's, that's pretty positive this year. Um, to donate, just kind of, you can just Google what items really that they, they need. Uh, but it's items such as, you know, toys, soap and cloth, toothbrush, toothpaste, educational supplies, some sweets uh, and the envelopes. On, uh, sorry, each box needs an envelope with £2 in it to help cover the cost of transport. For those of you living near or in Millen, you may already know, but the, the uh, new chippy that has opened there uh, is apparently really good. It's been only open for a few weeks, but uh, as uh, you can now go out uh, have a meal, go order a chippy in Millen. Why not? Um... Barrow councillor Haley Preston and a sister, a sister Claire and a friend Maz has done their own walk to remember and have raised more than £700 for St Mary's Hospice uh, after they planned to do the Coniston's Barrow but were upset when it was cancelled. The bookworms uh, among you, it may delight you to hear that uh, the Lakes Library, which is in Ambleside, not local, but if you're if you're willing to travel, that is uh, to open next month. Uh, so that, that would be a great opportunity for you to uh, get down and um, have a look at some books that may not be available in your local, local library. We've now come to the end of the podcast. 
uh, before we go, just a, a big thank you to Liam, and uh, we'll uh, see you next week. Right, so thank you for watching episode four of Brighton and Barrow. Uh, we aim to Brighton and Barrow one stream at a time. But yeah, I don't really know what employers look for, to be honest. Because <laughs> I can't think of anything. <laughs> right, if I can remember what it is, um, we'll just say one more thing and then uh, we'll go on to the uh, good news story. Really annoying, I can't remember what it was. Sorry, it happens to me all the time. I get in front of a PPC group at college and I'm like, right. <laughs> no, 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 I'd have forgotten that. <laughs>